Are you bored living a mediocre life? We were too, and we know how to change that. Each week, we'll leave our comfort zones to explore a new topic, then step onto our soapboxes, a safe space to sound off on our latest adventure. Come explore with us. All opinions are welcome. This is a mindset. This is a lifestyle. This is Siren Soapbox. Hello, fellow explorers. Welcome to Siren Soapbox. Thank you for diving in and exploring with us. We're on a mission to explore beyond comfort zones because we discovered that is where meaningful growth and lasting happiness can be found. Exploration can take place anywhere, no matter your location or situation. And we made exploring even easier. Check out our pre-dive episode number 114 in the description for links on how to follow along on all of our explorations in February. So many ways to explore. Pick one today and experience life outside your comfort zone. Don't know where to start? Discovering what type of explorer you are will help you in taking that first small step in navigating your way out of your comfort zone. Take the quiz at sirensoapbox.com to find out. Language is everywhere. Here are some statistics about language according to Linguina, Linguina? Sure. L-I-N-G-U-A links.com. Language is thought to have been around since 100,000 BC. Although according to worldhistory.org, it's 50,000 BC with written language emerging around 3000 BC which means we waited anywhere from 96,000 to 46,000 years to actually put language down somewhere physically so that we can refer back to it. All right, back to those stats. There are over 2,700 languages with over 7,000 dialects. 231 dialects are considered to be extinct with 2,400 in danger of becoming extinct. The language with the most words is English with 250,000 words. There are over 300 languages spoken in the United States. The Bible is the most translated book with Pinocchio, a close second. Agatha Christie is the most translated author. And learning a second language can make you smarter, which brings us to our episode for today. For over 500, nope, that's way wrong. I can't language today. (laughs) (laughs) Over 150 days, the Sirens have been using the app Duolingo. According to their site, with more than 500 million learners, Duolingo is the world's largest collection of language learning data at its fingertips. The Duolingo app launched in 2012 and has since been become, wow, I really can't language today. It's become the most popular way to learn a language and one of the most downloaded education apps in the world. As of June 2021, Duolingo offered 23 different languages, 39 of which for English speakers. Let's find out how the sirens did. But first, if at any time the conversation gets too intense, the safe word is mango. Mango. First up on our soapbox is So you guys will be surprised to hear that this is another new favorite challenge of mine. As of today, I've completed 120 days of learning Italian with Duolingo. I love the streak counting. I think knowing I could lose my daily streak was a good motivator for me to pick it up and complete a lesson nearly every day since we started the challenge. Um, But I really like that each lesson could take as little as three minutes. In fact, there were days I would keep my streak alive with only a few minutes to spare. 
knowing the lesson would be short and sweet helped keep me motivated to open the app and learn a little something. And although I don't consider myself a competitive person, I do really like the gamification of language learning that Duolingo created. I love getting promoted to new leagues and racking up gems, which I only used to refill streak freezes <laughs> because one can only have two at a time, you see. On the days when I had more time to devote to the learning, I would pull out a little notebook. Oh, I should have grabbed it. I'll grab it tonight. But I pulled out a little notebook and write down the words and the new phrases I was learning. And that helped to reinforce what I was doing on Duolingo. Then I could refer to it later when I needed some help. I learned about Duolingo from a few people at work. My friend Brian, he's been on the podcast. He recently celebrated a 250 day Duolingo streak, which is amazing. But our friend Sean, who he, Sean, by the way, was so genuinely excited for me when I reached a 100 day streak. He today is on day number 1,124 of his learning streak with Duolingo. Wow. Holy cow. Yeah. He um, also recommended that I listen to some conversational podcasts that are spoken in Italian. So that's next on my list there. I'll, I'll, uh, look it up later to let everybody know but it's just like a little uh podcast it'll give you like the weather and some news updates and things like that and they just have little conversations in italian so sean he's basically fluent in french now he has a daily conversation with a person whose first language is in french and they're learning english as their second language so half of the time they talk to each other they speak in english and the other half of the time they speak in french so it's a good way for both of those people to um you know keep working on that new skill. Sara, how did you like Duolingo? Me diverti mucho haciendo este reto. So how's that for getting into a challenge? <laughs> Those who don't know Spanish, I just said that I had a lot of fun doing this challenge and it's true. I picked Spanish for a few reasons. It's the most commonly spoken language for, or second language in the US. So it's the most commonly spoken foreign, excuse me, language in the US. So it seemed like a useful choice. And I did take a year of Spanish in high school. So obviously, it would still be pretty fresh. Pause for snarky laughter from the crowd. <laughs> I also picked it because my son Ben is currently learning it. So I thought it would be fun to do together. He had actually been doing a Duolingo course, but in Italian. So I was already a little familiar with how it worked. I've had a pretty good experience with the Duolingo app. It's had a couple of updates and upgrades since we started 149 days ago for me. So it seems like they're working on improving it all the time. I'm thinking perhaps this means that they have experts working in the background. So I'm confident they know what they're doing. I do know that my reading and writing in Spanish has greatly improved, but I tend to skip the questions or lessons where I have to speak because I'm usually at work or in bed early in the morning or at night. And I don't feel comfortable speaking Spanish publicly yet. I'm still having trouble understanding spoken Spanish, but that's because when it's spoken at a regular speed, things get slurred together, so I have trouble picking out the words. Thank goodness for the snail button. When I hit that and the phrase is repeated very slowly, I can usually make it out. Keeping up a streak is a great goal to have, and it certainly kept me at it every day, but sometimes I just bust out a lesson to get it done for the day. The league competitions are much better for getting you to spend a lot of time doing lessons so you can advance to the next league, or at least not get demoted. It was pretty motivating for me when I'd get a notification that someone had knocked me out of the top three. 
As to comparing it with other language tutorials, I don't have any experience with anything other than Duolingo, but anytime I would talk about it, folks would comment that there are more sophisticated ones out there that are apparently less phrase oriented and more like a classroom curriculum. And I wouldn't mind trying a different one from, for comparison, but right now I'm really enjoying Duolingo. Jess, were you excited about learning a new language? I was excited about this challenge because I had already thought about learning Hawaiian or Tagalog, which is Tagalog is one of the common languages spoken in the Philippines. This was my first choice, um, Tagalog was, and there's a large Filipino population on the island and a lot of the folks that I work with or that I run into out on the island are either part Filipino or full Filipino and English is not their first language. So I thought it could be useful. Well, unfortunately, Tagalog is not offered on Duolingo. So that made my decision for me. And let me tell you, Hawaiian is hard, really hard. There are only 12 letters in the Hawaiian alphabet, and seven of those are consonants. So many of the words are very similar with a lot of vowels. And some of the words are even the same with different definitions, just depending on how you use them in a sentence. For instance, kukui means light, but it also means torch, flame, lamp, and light bulb. So, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised when I started lessons how many of the common words and phrases I actually knew just from picking up in my time here, but I'm definitely still a novice. I went through each section and up to level one, and now I'm working on going through each section again for level two. I think I did this a little different than the rest of the sirens, but I'm interested to talk about that in a bit. I'm for sure going to keep going through this challenge until I've completed all of the sections up to all the levels. I'm on a 127-day streak, so I can't lose that. There are not as many sections in Hawaiian as there are for some of the other languages, but I'm determined to finish what there is. Elsie, what language did you pick to learn and why? Tomé español porque quiero hablar con personas de habla España condado vivo en Florida. Or in English, I took Spanish because I want to talk with Spanish-speaking people when I live in Florida. And no, I didn't learn all that from the app. I use Google Translate. Although I didn't know what most of the words are, I probably just can't formulate a coherent sentence using Spanish yet. I could barely do it in English, let's be honest. As of a month ago, my stats were that I spent eight hours in the app and I learned 339 words. Oh my God, why am I so stats driven? Am I really the competitive explorer? <laughs> Anywho, my streak was 154 days, which right off the bat, I'm going to say kind of bums me out because the next big milestone is 365 days. And I got to be honest with y'all, that's kind of a lot, although it's not a thousand, which Super impressive, Sean. And lately, I found myself going into the app just to do the bare minimum in order to keep my streak. And I feel that I'm not learning as much as I was before, but I am still retaining what I had learned. I do wish that there was a way to customize it because I love the matching game. And some of the other challenges and awards I could do without, and I don't really know what they mean. I did notice today, digging through the app, that there is a guidebook that goes over some of the more textbook type information, which seems like it should be a lot easier to find. Duo, the owl, is totes adorbs, and I like the app overall. 
I guess all that being said, it was outside my comfort zone to keep up with this every day. I did develop a habit of doing this first thing in the morning when I do Wordle and before I check social media. So that helped. I like the family plan. The free plan gets a little obnoxious with all the ads, but they are helping to teach people a language for free. I would be curious to know how many people become fluent after they do Duolingo. TC, como te few? <laughs> I started out strong on Duolingo. There were some days when I was ready to go to bed and suddenly realized I hadn't done a lesson. So I got my phone out and went to work before I was ready to go to sleep for the night. And Dino had to lay there and listen to me speaking Spanish. So he learned certain words like, I'm tired. I was determined to keep my streak going. I really enjoyed it. The lessons are short and engaging and easy to complete in a short time. I love the way they build and repeat, spiraling the information so that what I already learned stays fresh while I'm working on building new knowledge. While I started out strong, my dedication did eventually fade. While I initially found it easy to find five minutes to do a quick lesson, I also think it was more effective if I did more than one lesson. I found that when I completed just one lesson each day, retention went down. And when retention was down, I was less successful and the lessons were less fun. But after I had neglected my Duolingo studies for a month, and the sirens all gave me a hard time, <laughs> I picked it up for another lesson. And then the sirens were all notified that I picked it up after a month <laughs> off and they gave me another hard time. But I quickly realized that I had learned a lot. I, I retained a lot of the information and that was really fun to realize. I think that combining a movie in Spanish with English subtitles would have been a really good way to supplement the learning. I was also tempted to buy a book written in Spanish to see if I could read it. I found myself thinking about how young children learn to speak and thinking if I could incorporate some of those things, like maybe even children's books that have the pictures and that kind of thing. I thought those would be fun additions to the app. And it would be fun maybe even if the app recommended a movie to watch with subtitles that had some of the same words in it. Anyway, when we're traveling and the announcer comes on and gives important information in English and then in Spanish, I find that I understand very little of what they are saying. Dino looks at me expectantly like I'm going to be able to understand all of the words they just said and I'll pick out like two, two words that they said that I understood. I have a long way to go before I can claim to understand Spanish, but it was still very fun. So I'm curious if you all have a favorite Duolingo character. Hmm. I don't think I have a favorite character. Oh, maybe I do, because what I'm about to say sounds like I do. The girl with the purple hair who's kind of like, you know what, you can finish, you can complete your streak today or not. I don't care. Her. Mm -hmm. I love her. <laughs> I can't think of her name. She's a little sassy. She, she is sassy. sassy. That's why I love her, She's I think. So emo. You know, yeah. on my uh, Apple Watch, that's all it shows up is just her face. And I'm like, oh, shit. She's yelling at me. <laughs> I like the owl. I like the bear. Oh, the bear. I like the fact that one of the names that they use frequently is Sara. And they talk about Sara all the time. There's one of the female characters that talks a lot faster than the other ones. And I always have to turtle her to, to be able to interpret what she's saying. But like the bear, he's 
he's typically slower when he talks. It's a shame you can't snail button the people on the airplane giving the instructions to. Could you raise your hand and say, excuse me, slow down? Character names. Marja sent the character names. One of the Lip. names they use in the Hawaiian lessons a lot is the um, same name as my HR manager, which is really awkward when they're talking about, like, he likes to go to see this band and party and stuff like that. And I'm just like, no, he's the HR manager. He doesn't do that stuff. I'm sure of it. That's fine. Oh, there you go. That's kind of cool. There's B. Mm -hmm. So my favorite Duolingo character's name is Lily. Yeah, she's like, mm -hmm. I don't care. Whatever you want. Yeah. Look up sarcastic in the dictionary and it stands a good chance you'll find a picture of Lily. That's why I love her. <laughs> Known for her many facial expressions and glaring indifference. <laughs> I love how they all have personalities. Yeah. So somebody, oh, sorry, you said you didn't get to speak very many lessons. I will tell you that that was my favorite part. Well, Elsie also mentioned the matching game. That is actually my favorite, but speaking in Italian is a close second. I love doing it. And when I do it in the evening at Mark's house, I'll like, I don't know, he, we end up speaking Italian phrases back and forth to each other. It's mostly um, io fame which means I'm hungry or something about <laughs> eating bread. Io mangio pane. <laughs> I think Consato is tired and that's what we talked about all the time. Consato. Yep. That sounds familiar. Yeah. So, so I, Mer, well, I was going to say this was your idea. What made you want to challenge us to do this? So at work, our our leader of our department sends out an email every Monday and it has a prompt and it's always like, I think this week's, I, I didn't work today, so I'm not 100% certain, but I think the prompt today was what makes you happy, which is interesting because we just recorded a podcast about that. Mm -hmm. But it's also like last week, I think it was, what is something you want to learn this year? And I remember I sent you guys a message and Elsie was like, is that like a real question? <laughs> In theory. Um, but anyway, one of these weekly prompts prompted some people at work to say that they're using Duolingo to learn a new language. And um, Brian, my my friend Brian was talking about it. He loves the gamification of it too. That's what got him kind of hooked on it. And he was able to have a conversation in Spanish with his daughter's Spanish teacher at a parent teacher conference. He thought that was really cool. And mm -hmm. so it just made me re feel really excited about learning a new language. I love learning new things. So learning a new language seemed fun. And Mark and I want to visit Italy someday. I know that's a dangerous word, TC. But it is true. We will visit Italy someday. And I'd like to be able to speak some of the language while I'm there. So that's why I uh, challenged us to do it. And that's why I chose Italian. Why did you guys choose the languages you chose? I mean, Jess, obviously, because you live in Hawaii. And Sara, because it's the most commonly spoken language in the United States, foreign language. Yeah. I live really close to Puerto Rico. And so... There are a lot of Spanish speaking people in my area on my island and um, and I took Spanish. The first time I ever learned Spanish was in fourth grade. And I remember decay calora su pelo, which means what colors your hair and that's what stuck. It's a very important question. 
And I can ask anyone that question whenever I want to. <laughs> Not donde esa el baño? No. Where's the bathroom? Yeah, I mean, that is a very important question. <laughs> That's what I remember from high school. Juan come un, una manzana. I never knew that apples were manzanas, but boy, do I know that now. <laughs> I do too. You know, yeah, in do... Italian, we learned a lot about apples as well. Mela. Yeah. Do they eat any other fruit? <laughs> strawberries. I got yeah. some strawberries. Really? Uh-huh. No, we only got apples. Bananas. What the oh, bananas? bananas? I don't remember bananas. I only remember yeah. apples. A lot of apples. Orange juice. Monaco. Oh yeah, we did learn about wine. We learned about wine. Yeah, I learned a lot of restaurant things like waiter and wine, obviously dinner, lunch, breakfast. Um, mm -hmm. I have pages of notes for my Italian lessons, and they do chunk them into wow. things like all of a sudden we're going to start talking about food, and like. Um, I don't know. I lost my train of thought for other things, but that's what happens. I feel like they like chunk it into different things. Like we talked about clothing one time in the present, and then we learned mm -hmm. how to ask questions about food and animals and clothing, that sort of thing. But it was like a whole section of the path. Like this whole section is about work and and people you work with or something like that. And it was all about working in restaurants and working at the university and how many students or how many pens and books you needed or whether or not the library had computers. These are all things we talked about a lot on Duolingo. Mm -hmm, for sure. So I and Elsie, I do think that the guidebooks are pretty easy to find as you're going down the path. They just they're like right there next to the unit number. Yeah, I never look mm -hmm. at that. I'm like, this is the next thing I need to go to. Oh, see, I, I read that every time. And I really, really think it helps, yeah. So before I start the next um, unit, I will open up the guidebook and I'll learn about the phrases we're gonna be talking about and I'll learn about the masculine and feminine. And um, yeah, it's super helpful. Yeah, I, I am only just now learning about the guidebooks because you're talking about it. I was just looking at the next button on my path, the next little dot. Yep. <laughs> It should be like, as you're in the dot, okay, here's the guidebook that you have to read. Because otherwise, you're not going to do it on your own. <laughs> hmm. Wow, I had no idea that existed. None. Yeah, it's so helpful. I love it. I read it before I start every new section. Did anybody else take that out to Ben? I have a note. Oh, okay, so Murr took notes, Sara took notes. Who else took notes? No, that was often a conversation starter at work because even though because I'd stick my earbud in and I would be doing doing it, I would just say I can't speak now, which was awesome because you get that question right automatically, right? Yeah. Um, and, and but I would have my notebook out and it's got Espanol written on the front. And so people kept asking me, oh, are you learning Spanish? No, I just have a notebook with Espanol on it. But anyway, um, and then that's when they would start talking about the other the um, the other apps like Babel, I think was the one that most people Babel? talked about. Yeah, I've heard of Babel. But yeah. part of some of the other things, because I, I think that if you do look around, they do have a lot of other things that you can do on here. Like there's a podcast that you can listen to on here. 
Um, and I did like some of those exercises where you're basically listening to a story and answering questions. I thought that was really helpful. Some of those exercises. Oh, I liked those exercises too. And yeah. then the, some, the, some of the uh, fun challenges where they're timing you on the matching. I would get pretty frenzied with that. And then you could get bamboozled into spending your gems to get more time. And I quickly learned to stop doing that because it costs about 10 million gems to yeah. extend your time 15 seconds. Yeah, I feel like the amount of gems they charge you for things is not proportionate to the amount of gems they award you for things. Yeah. Welcome to Duolingo where the rules are made up and the points don't matter. Dude, I will tell you, I am so glad that you asked if we wanted to hop in on a family plan, which, by the way, I still think I owe you money for that. Um, so figure that out. But I would not be able to do this unless we were paying for it because nope. you make a mistake. Like once you're out of lives, I think you only have like three chances and then you make three mistakes. Then you're done for five hours. And it, mm -hmm. I don't think it gives you credit unless you actually complete a lesson. Yeah. I probably would have only finished like four lessons if we were not on the family plan. Yeah, I, I honestly would have gotten frustrated with it pretty quickly, I think. And the Me amount too. of ads they play, I yeah. would have just been like, nope, I'm, I'm done. It's not worth mm -hmm. it. Yeah, so thanks, Elsie. And I want to pay you. And I do want to continue to use the app. So I uh, awesome. yep. is anybody you, else Elsie. planning to continue to learn their language i'm yeah i'm only through like level one on all of mine except for like four i'm on level two so I'm... you you must be not be on the new version because i can't skip around anymore i have to just follow the path oh so you must not oh, be on I... the updated i can skip around. or it's a different language oh maybe yeah, yeah that's a good point okay. I can. Oh, you can't see it. I can't I can see skip it. Skip around. Yeah, you can jump ahead. I used to be able to. It never even occurred to me to do it that way, though, Jess. That's fascinating to me that that you're you're going through and doing lesson one in each unit. Yeah, you'll have to send a screenshot of what that looks like for you. I think you have before, but I forget. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it could also be because I'm on a Samsung and I'm. And also, I really only have, I only had two checkpoints and each, before each checkpoint, there's only like between eight and 10 sections. So I only have like so many sections. I think that there's just not as much for Hawaiian. There's not as much to learn. Well, or it's just not as common. So they haven't like built as many lessons for it. Oh, that makes more sense than what I was Because I mean, there's like only a few thousand people that speak hawaiian fluently so hmm, that's interesting yeah apparently they teach it in the schools but a lot of people don't keep speaking it after that there's actually an island off the coast of Kauai. it's called niihau and um they only speak hawaiian there and you are only allowed on the island if you are native hawaiian wow and I really want to go, but obviously I'm not. So but maybe after can't. I speak it fluently, maybe they'll let me on. I don't know if that's how that works. I don't think it changes your uh, genetics. <laughs> I don't think I can pass for Hawaiian. <laughs> <laughs> Pasty Irishness. 
So it's interesting um, because Sarah and I are actually sitting together for this episode. We were just comparing our Duolingos and like my unit 10. <laughs> Wait, is... you're comparing Duolingos. That sounds so dirty. we're showing each other our duolingos and go to your your unit 10 yeah so my unit unit. (laughs) (laughs) my unit 10 says talk about schedules and her unit 10 says talk about free time describe activities what about your um like the way your paths are set up, do you both, are they, do they look the same? Like mine is a linear path that I follow, but it used to be more like what Jess is describing, I think. Does your path lean to the left? Ours is like- Oh yeah, that's like that linear path. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you guys are showing that. That is not what mine looks like at all. Hmm. I think it's gotta be because you're doing a different language. Yeah, but they're both in Spanish. Well, theirs look the same. Yeah, but their unit 10s are different. Yeah, the title of unit 10 is different, but it's set up the same. Jess's looks really different, she's saying. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I was talking about you two, though. It's weird that yours are different. I'll have to pull mine up later. Did anybody sign up for more than one language at a time while doing this? Hell no. Man, are you kidding me? <laughs> no. It is it's taking so much brain power just to learn one foreign language. Yeah. Jack was doing Spanish, Arabic, and Gaelic. And if he did all three of them in a row and then try and speak English, <laughs> he was sounding drunk. It was hilarious. Is he still doing that? Oh yeah. That's insane. Right? Yeah, that's intense. <laughs> hmm. So do you guys, did you find that it's much, much easier to read a different language than to speak it or hear it and understand it? I feel like I could read Spanish all day long, even words I don't know. I can mostly figure out, but speaking it or hearing it and understanding it, I'm far from being able to do either of those two things. Yeah, Yeah, reading it's easier. I agree with you. I think reading it is much easier, but I also that's one of the reasons why I've been writing things down because I figured it would help. But yeah, hearing it is something that I'm not very good at. I have to use the snail button like Sara pointed out. It is totally a turtle, you guys. Oh, that's what I meant by snail. Yeah, it's a turtle. I know. Why would you, why would you, when you yeah. can talk about a turtle, why would you say snail? It doesn't even make sense to me. <laughs> right? Crazy people. Clearly, I'll I lost my mind. I'll just say this for my my brother. He has a joke that he tells using a snail and or a turtle. It depends on his mood. Oh yeah, we heard about this one. Wasn't isn't it like the joke that never ends? Yeah, kind of. It's it does it does end well sometimes. I guess it depends on his mood. But yeah, Tracy... we were promised that in movie club, and then we never got it. It was yeah, like two movie clubs ago. Don't you hate that joke, Tracy? um i've just heard it one million times oh <laughs> one million times he sent me all those um bill and sara sent me all those turtle ornaments for my christmas tree mm-hmm. and then one snail shell because of that joke that's hilarious <laughs> we're gonna need bill to come in and tell us that joke um do we though do we <laughs> i think we just, we keep teasing it 
I'm pretty sure that if we invited him to be a guest on the show, he would pop right in. <laughs> he wouldn't be able to help himself. I mean, what is language even good for if we can't use it to make each other laugh? Oh Maybe gosh. he could tell the whole joke in Spanish. Ooh. Was everybody happy with the language that they picked? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anybody wish they picked something else that was available on the app? No. But did you, Elsie? You kind of sound like you... Uh... Maybe you were. Were you? I I was fine. Oh, okay. No, I I, w- I, w- I didn't second guess it at all. I think Italian's fun to learn. I Definitely sounds name. more romantic. Um, well, isn't Spanish a romance language too, though? Let's think, ask the Googles. I think what it's the Spanish, Italian, French. Not German. Oh my gosh. Not <laughs> okay, wait. Let's see if we can name all the romance languages. Don't Google them. Don't Google them or if you're Googling them. I didn't Google anything, but I think it's just those three. There might be more. I'm going to go with those three. I think that they are Spanish, Italian, and French. Anybody else? I think that's it. Yeah, if I had to guess three, I'd be guessing those. So here's what's funny. It says, people also ask, what are seven romance languages? What are the 12 romance languages? So I don't really know how many they are. Yeah. The, the major languages of the family include French, Italian, Portuguese, Spanish, and Romanian. Oh, okay. Portuguese and Romania. Romanian were the two I was missing. Now I'm going to have to tuck those away. Why are they romance languages? I don't know. That's a good question. But let me give you my educated guess. I think it's because of the very different um, masculine and feminine endings to words. That's my guess. My guess is because they sound sexy. (laughs) Oh, man. I'm going to tell you what. Saying anything in Italian sounds sexy. I love it. How do you say I need to go to the bathroom in Italian? You know, I have not learned that yet. <laughs> That's like one of the most important things. How do I not know how to find a bathroom in Italian yet? It's, it's so obvious. I thought Church. it had something to do with coming from uh, being like originating from Roman. Yes. Contrary to a popular belief that the Romance languages are so named because they are the languages of love. The word romance indicates the connection of these languages to Rome. Nice. Well, then why wouldn't they just call them Roman languages? The English language is stupid, man. <laughs> because it's not sexy that way. That's well, true. Hmm. Interesting. That is interesting. I love this podcast. I love that we get to learn new shit all the time. English is not a romance language. Yeah, because we're not from Roman, Roman, we're not, yeah, that's why. It's considered, it's considered a West Germanic, Germanic, Germanic language. Gross. German is sorry, harsh, harsh language. Sorry, any of you Germans out there listening to our judgment. Iron Soapbox does not uh, judge based on uh, nationalities. Or language. (laughs) I think it sounds awesome. German, like. You can tell me the nicest thing in the world and I'll just obey whatever you say. Like, okay. Because you yeah. scare and intimidate me. <laughs> well, you guys all look, um, opened up the clip that I sent. 
which was this guy saying all of these words and he would say them in different languages. He'd say it in uh, English, Spanish, Italian, something else. And then he'd say it in German. And it didn't matter what the word was. It could have been the nicest, sweetest word. But every time in German, it was <laughs> Lots of throat, like guttural noises. Sorry, did I spray on you? No. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> So another thing that I learned by doing this is I was talking about it to people and I learned that someone that I work very closely with speaks Russian. And so I was like, huh, say something Russian. Say something Russian. <laughs> and she did. And I was like, I was like, well, that language really suits you. That was really interesting to learn. I had no idea. Huh. Is I just she think doing French because I had, I learned French in, in um, college. Plus, I lived in Switzerland for a few years when I was in high school. So, and in Geneva, which is the French speaking part of Switzerland. So, I spoke French pretty well, but I felt like that was cheating even more than Spanish, having only done one year of Spanish. But I thought that it'd be really cool to, to pick my French back up again. I thought about doing French because I have forgotten so much of it. It'd take it three years <laughs> in high school and then like, three semesters worth in college and so I was actually really good but I don't remember a damn thing of it. So I am currently in college because I'm 19 for all of you listening you're wondering how old I am. Plus um, a couple of years. <laughs> how old are your kids again Mer? That's right we all need to talk about that but um I still have to take a four, like, I, well, I have to take one more elective and it could be a foreign language. I'm thinking about taking Italian. You totally should. Yeah. yeah. Why not? So That'll I'm cheating really the other way. And also we're lifelong learners here as Kathy, Kinney and Rixini Ratzlaff so eloquently pointed out. So yeah, I'm going to college anytime. Yeah, that's right. Tracy's, that's right. Tracy's going to college too. She I'm is? taking classes. You I'm are taking classes. What classes are you taking? All about international baccalaureate education. They're so good. They're really good classes. I love them. And I'm getting ready actually to work on my um Montes my um AMI Montessori administration certificate. So that's exciting. Oh. I'm excited to do both at the same time so I can compare the two because they I feel like they have a lot of parallels. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I love that you love your job so much now. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, because I said yes and took a big chance and it was scary. Yeah, I, that's, I love that I have decided to be a lifelong learner. Speaking of, is anybody gonna be, I can't talk. <laughs> anybody gonna pick another app to try? No, I'm going to stick with Duolingo. Yeah. If I can say it right. Duolingo. Yeah. I've heard good things about Babbel. Yeah, me too. I just like the name. But do you have to pay for that one, Babbel? Probably. I mean, it's probably this, if I had to guess, it's probably the same as Duolingo where you get it free with ads and limited lives or whatever. If only there mistakes. was the internet. Right? <laughs> only we could research this. Babbel app. Oh, there's not as many languages. 
<laughs> so I probably won't find his olive on 14. that one either. There's what did you oh. say? There's only 14 languages on it. Right. And I just want to clarify when Elsie was having trouble, what did you call it? Languaging? I think you said there were 23 different languages, but what you were referencing clearly said 43. Did I say 23? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They have 43 on Duolingo. Yeah, 43 on Duolingo. So there's only there's only 14. Danish, German, French, Indonesian, Italian, Spanish, Portuguese, Polish, Norwegian, Dutch, Russian, Swedish, and Turkish. Hmm. So on Duolingo, they'll teach you Klingon and Valyrian, but they won't teach you Tagalog. Oh, there's it's like so some 200 made-up languages because of movies and stuff. Hmm. I was listening to a podcast last week. It was, I'm sure it was Drinking the Kool-Aid because that's my new obsession. And they told the story of a set of twins who made up their own language. And apparently like there's, you can't just like make up a language. There has to be, there, there's a, some rules and things that you have to follow in order to make, call it an actual language. Um, but anyway, the set of twins like made up their own language and they would speak that to each other. Nobody else in the world could understand what they were saying. Hmm. I've heard of that. It went a little kookier than that, but Which that was just the beginning of the story. Crazy. I had a student once who made up his own alphabet and he would take notes in a journal using his own alphabet. Was he very smart? Very smart. Yeah, that that is a sophisticated mind that can do something like that, in my mm -hmm. opinion. Did you guys ever do Pig Latin when you were kids? S, yay. Yeah. <laughs> I always forget how to do it. But you Me too. sound like you did it. Ixnay on the Ig Latin pay. <laughs> don't don't talk about it. Ont day octe bout a. Now it's a Canadian. A. <laughs> don't you know? Oh my gosh! I'm sorry for any Canadians I just offended. We have to apologize to the Canadians and the Germans of tonight, apparently. Uh, French and Spanish, I thought, are both um, fairly easy to learn. They make sense. And when you're trying to make your sentences, it kind of makes sense. And doing plurals and singular and masculine and feminine, it all kinds of make, all kind of makes sense. I did learn German in, I guess it was junior high when I was living in Switzerland. And that is one difficult language to learn. It just doesn't make sense. Words, the plurals, you don't just put an S on it. You know, generally in most languages, you put an S on it and it's plural, not in German. It was a very complicated language to learn. It sounds, I, I don't know. I, I feel like those would be much more difficult. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know anything about it, but my mom had a friend when we were younger, my mom had a friend, Kim, who um, spoke German, and she taught me and my little sister how to count to 10 in German, and that is, I'm sure I would pronounce all of the words wrong, but it was, that's the only German I've ever known in my entire life, or heard, really. Eins, zwei, drei, vier, fünf, sechs, sieben, acht, neun, zehn. That's it. And alle zusammen, because that was all together, and our teacher said that all the time, and we were supposed to say whatever he was saying. 
alle zusammen, all together. And that's it. That's all I knew. Alle zusammen. That was the angriest I've ever heard, one through ten. <laughs> you know what I like about Spanish is that the letters are pronounced the same all the time, unlike English. So if you mm -hmm. can refer back to a word in Spanish that you know how to pronounce that uses the same letters, the letters are always pronounced the same. So like the letter I is always E, like Nina or... Uh, Cinco. So most people know Cinco because of Cinco de Mayo and that I is E, the E sound. And it's always the second to last syllable that that gets the um, accent. And if if not, they put an accent in the word. So you know that that's not the case. And it just makes me realize how many exceptions and how different everything is in English. It's crazy. But even in the word Cinco, the two C's are pronounced differently in Spanish. Right. And so it has to do with if it's at the beginning of the word or not. And it's one of the there aren't that many um, rules like that. For the most part, the words like two L's is always a Y sound. I don't know. It's, it's mostly the same. Yeah, there are some rules like that in Italian as well. I can't remember all of them, but obviously I have to refer back to my guidebook because it will tell you all about how to pronounce the words in your language that you're learning in the guidebook before each lesson. <laughs> I can't believe I never even realized that they were guidebooks. Yeah. I'm gonna have to tell Ben about that because he actually did Duolingo and Hawaiian lessons, but he said he only did it for a couple of sections because he didn't like that there was nothing explaining to him like the rules. Yeah. And I mean, his dad was an English teacher. So I think that's why, like, in his brain, he's like, I need to know the rules and the past possessive and, you know, how to determine if it's feminine or masculine, you know, stuff like that. And so if I tell him that there's a guidebook, yeah. like, look, babe, now you can treat it just like a class. You can it's, read the book and then take it. It's very helpful. I love it. It's so funny. I, I was thinking the whole time that not having that is much more natural like you when you know when a kid when a kid is one two three years old you're not showing them a guidebook they're learning it by listening and parents naturally repeat things to the kids and show them things it seemed much more natural to me and now so, and now i know there's a guidebook i think that there is some method of learning a foreign language just by listening to it even as an adult um but I think that's kind of the theory behind listening to podcasts in the language that you're learning. You may not completely understand it when you start listening to it, but you'll pick things up. I didn't even well, know that was in there. I missed everything. Well, the podcast is in English. The podcast that's in Duolingo is in English, oh. I think. I've only listened to a couple episodes, but they talk about um, the nuances of language. Like the very first episode is about names and what names mean in different parts of the world and that sort of thing. So it was, it was a cool podcast, but I'm talking about like, so, okay, the podcast that I'm going to start listening to is called Italiano Automatico Podcast. And they are less than 20 minutes, 30 minutes, some of them, some of them are only 12 and they're just short little conversations in Italian. Yeah, and that's the thing with, like, conversational, too. Like, I think specifically Babbel has been, um, you know, their ads are talking about how they're teaching it conversationally. 
my brother has a friend from when he lived in China and this friend was a teacher, but he apparently only ever learned like conversational Chinese. So Mm -hmm. there were times that he would like go into meetings and things like that. And he wouldn't have like the, you know, more textbook professional, I guess, educated Chinese. (laughs) It was, so, I mean, probably... he could definitely get by and he was fluent, but my brother said that there'd be some things, like some phrases that he would use that were almost too casual because of how he had learned it. It would be Which like... fine if you're a tourist, but... <laughs> yeah, it's probably like speaking in slang in a business meeting. Like, that's, yeah. well, that's what I'm picturing the difference to be. Yeah, exactly. Like, fine if you're a tourist and you're there, like, ordering or asking where the bathroom is, but, you know, if you're trying to... If you're in a meeting, you're like, yo, bro, I got to piss. Where's, <laughs> where, where's the Wiz Palace? <laughs> exactly. So Duolingo revealed the most 2022 phrase. Does anybody want to guess what that is? Wait, in every language? It just uh, it was December 6th on the Globe Newswire. Duolingo, the world's number one online learning platform, revealed the most 2022 phrase so in any language do you want to zoom <laughs> i think that'd be 2020 <laughs> cough that's into true. your elbow that's 2020 also <laughs> i found it interesting that they taught that one in my hawaiian lesson in the health section they taught hmm. me how to say cough into your elbow is it are you interested in selling your home <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a guess, Sarah? I don't know. It is, please don't cancel my plans. Really? I'm of the opposite. Preach. I'm like, please cancel my plans <laughs> so I can Unless stay Unless you in have bed. a trip to Ireland that's been canceled five times. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Duolingo selected this phrase to reflect the tone and overall feeling of the year, which saw record flight cancellations natural disasters and vacation spots and soaring travel costs hmm. yeah i guess i was thinking of it more like cancel my plans for a night out not cancel my week <laughs> to st croix because i will be fucking pissed if i can't Here get on is. a plane to st croix right yep. when you said don't cancel my plan i thought you meant like your plan for a certain app that you pay for i pay for the family oh. plan or i pay for the whatever plan Duolingo is afraid I'm going to cancel the family plan now that this episode's over. <laughs> I love, I love how we all interpreted that differently, though. That was really fun. That is funny, which is why we do the show, right? Yes, it's awesome. Well, Mur, I don't think you need to worry about your plans getting canceled because Duolingo predicts 2023 will be the year of the confident traveler. Oh well, hell yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. Let's do it, folks. All right. So confident people are showing up an hour early from their flights. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're showing up on time after they sat it for an hour on the runway. Okay, that's true. I didn't want to have to explain all that, but yeah. <laughs> still, that, that happened for those of you listening. That happened to TC this weekend. Do you want to tell the story? Yeah, I sat on the, I guess, tarmac. I don't know. I sat in the airplane parking lot. for an hour so we thought (laughs) we thought that we would be uh an hour late arriving and we arrived five minutes late so I was just amazed that we could 
lose an hour and still get there on time. And I don't understand if it's possible to go that much faster. Why don't we always go faster? Yeah, I think it's a fuel cost issue. I do too. Or a time slip issue, which is my favorite explanation, actually. Let's see if the Googles know. So um, just an, an interesting little side note. I have just uh, nudged Tracy Cole to um, do her Duolingo today. Oh. Duolingo is really, really watching. <laughs> they really are. They totally called her out. I know. Welcome and Tracy Cole back. <laughs> I didn't mean to feel like we were giving you a hard time. I was excited for you to come back and learn Spanish after leaving for 30 days. <laughs> I mean, I just thought it was funny that everyone knew. They all of you oh, informed yeah. of my slackery ways. Yeah. It's all about accountability. That's why we we had the chat and everything, right? And yeah. I didn't just get a notification like nor like it came down from the top of my phone like came down from the heavens yeah like siren yeah. tc has returned multiple to ways <laughs> multiple ways i was notified <laughs> i do like it also tells me to like go give people high fives me too it's like hey yeah, totally don't forget to cheer you your out. friends on <laughs> it probably meant it like cheer tc on so she doesn't quit but it was like damn no take do you breath. have to accept the challenges what do you mean? I don't. You don't? No, I, you don't have to. But I, I mean, mean, I feel like you... I get thrown into them and then Brian carried the weight for the entire team. Like, we had to do 90 some on. It was a lot. It was a lot. And I did like 10% and I feel really bad. You were one of those group project people? Well, I didn't sign up for that group project in all fairness. <laughs> so I've done group projects with LC and trust me, she carries her weight. Oh, yeah, I know. for sure. <laughs> talk about like when you're in school and you're like you're the one doing all the work and somebody else is like all yeah. right I got the A for this and you're just like mm. yeah yeah I was the one that always did the work for everybody and my seventh grade teacher realized that I did my buddy's work too because I accidentally spelled her name wrong I didn't even realize I spelled her name wrong <laughs> that's funny speaking of language and I got pulled aside like she didn't do this work, did she? I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah, she did. She she wouldn't spell her name wrong. Damn it. <laughs> so, speaking of spelling names wrong, have you ever been texting with someone and you realize that like that person starts a text with your name, but they spell your name wrong? And if you look at your phone, when you text someone, their name's at the top. Yeah, but that's only how you put it in your phone. So maybe she put it in her phone wrong. Okay. Like I don't get you, I don't get how you spell your name on your phone bill coming across. You're you know right. what I mean? Yeah, you're right. Good call. Good call. My I phone a... has started autocorrecting um, because I went to text my friend Sarah with an H, and it autocorrected to Sarah, and I was like, oh, hmm. my phone knows Sarah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had anybody spell my name wrong. We have a guest that's coming on the show, and her name's Ariel. I think this is in um, August. She's coming on the show. And I totally spelled her name Ariel, like Ariel Views, like my company. <laughs> that's and hilarious. It was an accident. And then <laughs> instant karma, we had a photo featured in Level and Lifestyle magazine this past week, and they spelled Ariel like how her name's supposed to be spelled. 
<laughs> that is funny. I'm like, oh, I, I deserve that. I couldn't even get mad. <laughs> the universe correcting that one. <laughs> mm-hmm. One of the ways that helps me remember people's names is to have them spell it. And what's interesting is whatever happens in my brain when I'm thinking of somebody's name, if two people have a name that is pronounced the same but spelled differently, I don't even think of it as the same name until someone points it out to me, like Sean, S-E-A-N, and Sean, S-H-A-W-N. In my mind, those are two entirely different names. I don't even think of them as the same. So Sarah with an H versus Sarah without. But I did introduce Sarah without, who is Sarah without just yesterday, and that was boggling my mind. Mm. Because they were pronounced differently, but spelled the same. Yeah, and I think it's just because of, you know, where they're, where they were born. Yeah. Mm. Has this happened to you? Because you started it with a text thing. What? My name's being misspelled? Yeah. Or are you getting your name misspelled? So somebody sent me a text and they started it out with my name, but they misspelled my name. Um, That's what I was talking about. In an email, it's even more so than with a text. I have literally signed this email that I just sent you with my name. That's probably how I spell my name. Yeah, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. I'm so careful about that. I will literally copy and paste if somebody has um, a name that has, I don't know, that might be complicated or that I'm afraid I'm going to misspell. I'll copy and paste it from their signature line so that it's spelled correctly. I mean, even a name like Lauren or there are so many different ways to spell it. Amy, Rachel, Mm -hmm. there are so many different ways to spell all of those names. But Mary, there's really only one way to spell Mary, unless you're talking about Merry Christmas. Or like an I. Have you ever seen a Mary with an I? I have. I've only seen. I bet it exists. It might. (laughs) I've just never seen it. I'm going to Google it while I tell you the story about this girl who goes by Meg and for 20 years I knew this girl and you know called her Meg and then one day I used what I thought was the long version of her name and I called her Megan her real name's Marguerite Uh, I knew this girl for 20 years that's how embarrassing so my friend my friend has a daughter named Josie and Josie came home from school one day she was she was little like kindergarten maybe she came home from school one day and said jenny's like how was your day and josie says it was terrible they made me learn this really long nickname and they made me write it down and jenny was like what are you talking about she was like josephine and jenny was like that's your name (laughs) her teachers were making her learn how to write and spell her name but she thought her name was Josie and she's like why are they making me learn this nickname oh <laughs> that's, that's hilarious that's really cute my so- mother-in-law's first name is Margaret and she just goes by Gwyn um, which is her middle name but we were talking once about how somebody you know somebody called her Peg and I'm just like I don't get it and it's like apparently Peg is a nickname for Margaret which to me just makes absolutely no sense at all hmm. Yeah, Peggy. A lot of Peggies are named Margaret. Yeah, I don't get it. Hmm. I don't. Why? It, in my brain, it does not make sense. Of course, it's like, the same way with Jack John. Like I, I don't Bill know. William, Dick and Richard. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Ah, what's wrong with these people? Names are weird. 
My favorite was when I worked at Dick's Sporting Goods and I'd ask people, do you have your Dick's card? And the little old ladies would be like, here's my Richard's card. <laughs> they wouldn't say Dick's. <laughs> That's funny. They're like, I'm no. not doing it. <laughs> Rewinding back to a previous topic from this episode, apparently there is a formula based on the cost index, which is like the percent it's it's a comparison of fuel versus how much time you pay people to spend in the air and so when fuel is lower then it's more efficient to fly slower because you're spending more on fuel than you are on people but when did i say that right when fuel is inexpensive then it makes sense to fly faster because then your people cost might be higher than your fuel cost. So there, there literally is this moving index of cost efficiency for airplanes. Wow. That makes sense, though, because you don't think about how many staff it takes to run a plane, like, but it actually is a good amount. Yeah. yeah. Plus the I, amount of money they may have lost with all the people that would have potentially missed a flight. Right. Yeah. I know that Ben said once they basically like put out these charts for like airlines and how like their percentage of on-time flights versus like delayed flights because they have to pay a certain amount for like flights that are delayed and so like basically every airline buffers their time like their arrival time so they can always say that they arrive early versus arriving late. So who do they have to pay if they're delayed because they sure as hell don't pay the passenger that money. Nope. Com- I mean, capitalism I'm is probably nightmare. like the FAA or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. I also think as far as being on time, when it comes to a, an on-time departure, they're looking at the time when they the gate was closed and the plane backed away. So that's an on-time departure. But again, yeah. Yeah. even if they didn't make it into the air, hour. even if they sat in the plane parking lot, <laughs> that's what I'm calling it from now on, TC. That's a tarmac. We're calling it the parking lot. The plane parking lot. <laughs> I'm going to call my uh, the parking lot at Meyer or something the tarmac now. We're going to switch it all around. The shopping cart tarmac. Hang out here at the grocery store tarmac. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it looks like Babel does offer free and paid lessons and free podcasts. Going back to Babel. Yeah. Took me a long time to look that up. Have very limited language choices. Yeah, I wonder if we know anybody who has used both. So if you are listening and you have used both Duolingo and Babbel, let us know which one you like better. (laughs) Or there's what, Rosetta Stone? Oh yeah. I don't think that one's free. No, I doubt it. We used to use that one in schools, I think. Yeah. Yeah, we did. That school we both worked at. That one school where we worked together we that for a while i don't remember if we ever used it but i know that we did a lot. i think we did i don't know but anyway. we did because um i worked for the it team who helped get it set up we definitely used it <laughs> i don't know if i ever said thank you for setting that up but thanks Mer. you're all you're welcome <laughs> i mean I, i'll say this we set it up whether or not it got used that's another story. <laughs> well, um, obviously, this is my new favorite episode, girls. 
We have a challenge for our listeners this week. We would love for you to learn a new language. Use Duolingo or Babbel, whatever works for you, and send us a message to sirensoapbox at gmail.com or use the hashtag, hashtag sirensoapbox and all the social medias to let us know how it's going. Language. It's hard. <laughs> <laughs> So thank you so much for uh, playing along, Sirens, and for sharing your experience with us tonight. And thank you, fellow explorers, for listening to this episode. If you enjoy our show, please tell your friends about it. And leave us a five-star review, and I'll send you Siren Soapbox stickers. Don't forget, you can sign up for our newsletter on our website, sirensoapbox.com, and you can have our newest adventures delivered right to your inbox. And until next time... Dive in, stay curious, and be happy. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Siren Soapbox. And a special thank you to C-Strings for providing our music. Snag your latest EP from iTunes today. Follow the Sirens on all the social medias, and don't forget to tell your friends about us. Like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. We'll catch you next time on another episode of Siren Soapbox.